Today on the news and why it matters, it's official. The impeachment, articles of impeachment are now being filed. Nancy Pelosi has spoken. Also, 2020 news. Uh, is Joe Biden considering Kamala Harris as a VP? we got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Stubergear, conservative commentator Grant Stinchfield, and TheBlaze.com's own Aaron Colon. I feel like you just, you laughed at the way that I said news. I'm just smiling, I mean, uh, no, not at all. Uh-oh. See, you're being very, that's, uh, I mean, I don't know what you're, what you're worried about. I did notice the Midwestern kind of news. I don't know why, <laughs> it's like I was born and raised in Texas and I have this really weird accent. Like from Sorry. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Sometimes yeah. people think I'm from California. I don't know. Whatever. Get over it. All right. I'm from Texas. Uh, got a lot coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Black Rifle Coffee Company. By the way, if you didn't catch yesterday's show, uh, the founder of Black Rifle, Matt Best, was on the show yesterday. So make sure to, uh, to catch it. He's a really awesome guy. Uh, so Black Rifle is a veteran-owned and operated premium small batch roast-to-order coffee company for people who love America, like you. They import only the highest quality beans from around the world and always roast to order their coffees. Uh, They do that after you place your order. So you are getting the freshest coffee available. Trust me. All right. Trust me. Um, I actually, I love Black Rifle. They've got all sorts of different blends, of course, but uh, they've got the double caffeinated blend that keeps me going and uh, keeps me like with the jitters all day, like I'm on cocaine, but I'm not. It's just Black Rifle. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) If you join the Black Rifle Coffee Club, you can have the amount and blends that you crave at a special discounted price and they ship it directly to your home or office each month. The shipping is free. You don't have to rush to the store. In the, you're like 10 o'clock at night. You're trying to make your coffee for the next day and you're like, oh crap, we're out of coffee. I've got to go to the store. You don't have to do that. And throughout the month of December, Black Rifle is releasing the best product bundles in America. Stock up on all of your gifts this Christmas season. You got to go to blackriflecoffee.com slash why. You will enter discount code Y if you want to receive 20% off. So, I mean, if you like good deals, I'm just saying, you got to go to blackriflecoffee.com slash Y, enter discount code Y to receive 20% off. That includes Black Rifle Coffee Club, which I expect all of you to join because it's awesome. All right. uh, So I I know I'm going to shock you guys. Uh, Please, I'm glad that you're all sitting down. Nancy Pelosi, uh, in a very big twist to all of these impeachment hearings actually did tell us uh, they are going to follow through with filing articles of impeachment. Let's hear. Are you okay? I'm just, I, my, my breath has been taken away by the <laughs> shock are you okay? of, the, uh, of the situation. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and hear what Nancy Pelosi had to say. Watch. The president has engaged in abuse of power, undermining our national security and jeopardizing the integrity of our elections. His actions are in defiance of the vision of our founders and the oath of office that he takes to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Sadly, but with confidence and humility, with allegiance to our founders and a heart full of love for America, today I am asking our chairman to proceed with articles of impeachment. In signing the Declaration of Independence, our founders invoked a firm reliance on divine providence. Democrats, too, are prayerful 
and we will proceed in a manner worthy of our oath of office Whoa. to support <laughs> and defend the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Nancy sounds tired. Uh, She's been up all night praying about impeachment. <laughs> she looks like she's hypnotized. Yeah, yeah it is weird. She's like Fred Flintstone hypnotized. Yabba, yabba, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she looks like she's she's. Does she need to like say a code word? Is she being held hostage? Like, <laughs> what is like. wrong? That's a great point. I mean, if you really watch that video, with the exception of her eyes blinking, nothing above her mouth moves. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, she, uh, that, I, you know, everyone makes Nancy Pelosi out to be this like strategic genius behind the scenes. She keeps her caucus in line and all that. And I think there's something to that, maybe. But if she was a genius, she would not put herself in front of a camera. She's terrible <laughs> in every possible way when it comes to communicating a point. She has, she, she, she's monotone. She has no facial expressions. She's, uh, she doesn't, She's not convincing. She can't say the words she's trying to say. Like, these are basic things. Like, put somebody else up there that can communicate the message if you're this big, uh, you know, brilliant, uh, strategic mind. But she, she's not. And, you know, this is a, this has been a really bad process. The more and more I get, I, I've been thinking about this lately. I think what they thought was that this was the process, but it was Mueller. Right? Mm -hmm. The Mueller thing was going to come through. They had the big investigation. They didn't have to rush it. They had this big investigation. It was going to come out. They were going to convince the American people. They were going to get impeachment done probably late summer. Uh, and, and it was all going to work out well. And they lost that. They didn't want to abandon the impeachment plan. So they're trying to throw this through a, a week after they hear about this phone call. And it's all terrible. They, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what direction they're going. And, I, you know, to me, this seems like a complete disaster for them. Grant, I was excited because apparently now they care about the Constitution, which well, is nice. Well, you and took the words God. right out of my mouth. Yeah, and God. Uh, well, I take away from this, one, she has the audacity to put American flags behind her. Mm -hmm. um, she's un-American. What she's doing, she wants to talk about a constitutional oath. I think every single Democrat that is going down this road of, of impeachment is is broken their oath to the Constitution. And then they talk about the founders' vision and what the framers would think. The framers are turning over in their graves with every single policy the Democrats have put up over the last probably 30 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's got no business talking about those things. Aaron? I think it seems pretty clear that she doesn't really want to be doing this. She's always been kind of dragging her feet on it, but she's lost control of it. I mean, there's so many people in her party who have so much influence that have been pushing this. And once you get to a certain point, you do these hearings, you do all these reports, you make all these yeah. speeches. It's like, you can't turn back. You can't save face unless you just go forward with it and let it play out. But you can tell, like, she, her heart doesn't really seem to be in it, but what's she going to do about it? Well, They've I mean, committed at this point. Once you're to this point, they have to go through it. Once the inquiry starts, I don't think there's any question they have to go through and get the vote. I mean, And this indicates, by the way, that they have the votes. She doesn't make this statement today right. if they don't have the votes. But it was such a weird announcement. It's like, we got it. Like, it's like the coach of one of the the AFC champion coming in there and being like, we are we want to announce we're going to go to the Super Bowl and play in it. It's like, well, right. we know. We've been watching the whole season. We know where this is going. You've been practicing on the field outside the stadium. We assume you're going to show up on Sunday and actually play the game. And it's weird they say it after that hearing, like that hearing did anything. There was right. no point to no. that. Like, what? That, that was didn't the smoking change. gun. Yeah. A whole bunch of Those lawyers, lawyers saying, who had no well, firsthand knowledge. Lawyers. There was one that they didn't really talk to that much so. yeah. yeah you know that hearing even if you go back to to clinton they had the articles of, of impeachment written already and the lawyers were supposed to comment on whether they were lawful or not they didn't even have the articles of impeachment written for that hearing so you had these so-called experts who were really amounted to partisan hacks mm -hmm 
coming in there, and, and, and now she's going to do this. And you say they have the votes. What are the votes? The, the whole Democratic yeah. caucus? Yeah. I mean, Maybe the whole Democratic that, Yeah, they Maybe. might have a couple that don't even. That, that's not the votes. That's no, not no. a bipartisan effort that, you know, everybody sees a problem. This is so partisan. Yeah. It's oh, so totally. designed just to take this president out. I think the American people are seeing right through this at this point. This helps us, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I, we don't disagree on that. I mean, I, I think, like, the only thing I think that announcement says is that Nancy Pelosi knows she has enough Democratic votes to get this to be a successful uh, end of impeachment. Well, they I, will impeach him, and then we'll go to the Senate, and then we'll have more to do. I, I think also they know that they've got to, they have to move the ball somehow they can't just keep I mean, it's like it's kind of fizzled out with mm-hmm. these hearings because nothing's being uncovered. So I think they realize the American people are like, OK, nothing's happening with this. Yeah. OK, nothing's happening with this. You're just kind of staying stagnant and you have these hearings, but nothing happens. I think maybe she felt like, OK, we need to like actually do something. Yeah, they're almost- you know, that term that's like something or get off the pot yes i've heard that i've heard that i think they're almost at that point where i think they're almost at that point where they are like one uh art class away from graduation and they're just kind of like well we got to go back and do it right like they're already right there yeah. and they might as well show up and take that one even though it's not really meaningful in any way all this is going to do is give them that credential right mm-hmm. they're going to be able to say we have the impeachment credential we did that for you activists we got that done and these republicans blocked us they'll have that argument with their own voters and their own donors and their own activists and they'll be able to go and run spots mm-hmm. for the next year that say this president is so bad he got impeached now look a lot of people are going to be smart enough to see through that but Plenty won't. And I think that that's kind of the strategy. They want that sort of credential. They want that diploma that says we got him impeached. And they can kind of run on that. And and we've never seen this tested before in American history. It's never occurred where a president got him impeached as he was going into an election. So we have really no idea how that's going to play. Well, Stu, uh, you know, you mentioned Nancy Pelosi in this monotone, really weird robotic uh, speeches. Well, <laughs> I did. after she uh, was she was trying to exit her weekly press conference where she's talking about impeachment, uh, reporter James Rosen asked her, do you hate the president, Madam Speaker? And I got to tell you, she was not so monotone when she answered him. Watch. Do you hate the president, Madam Speaker? Because I don't, Representative I don't Collins, hate anybody. Representative Collins, 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 I did not accuse you. I asked a question. Representative Collins yesterday suggested that the Democrats are doing this simply because they don't like the guy. I think it's an important point. I think the president is a coward when it comes to helping uh, our, our kids who are afraid of gun violence. I think he is cool when he doesn't deal with a bracelet? helping our dreamers. The, of which we're very proud. I think he's in denial about the constitu- about the uh, climate crisis. However, that's about the election. This is about the elect. Take it up in the election. This is about the Constitution of the United States and the facts that lead to the president's violation the of his oath of office. And as a Catholic, <laughs> I resent I your the using the word hate in a sentence that addresses me. I don't hate anyone. I was raised in a way that is full, a heart full of love and always <laughs> prayed for the president. And I still real? pray for the president. <laughs> I pray for the president all the time. So don't mess with me when All it comes time. to words like that. I swear. Whoa, mic drop. <laughs> that was ridiculous. I mean, th- I, 
It's just a question. She could have said no. Yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 and then no. walked off. <laughs> She'd be lying if she said right. no. But yeah, and she's a Catholic, so she wouldn't do that. Right, she's of a Catholic. Not. You heard that, right? Yes, and, yeah. and my understanding is that Catholics super pro-choice, right? That's my understanding. Well, the Pope right. is like that's, your, that's your understanding. Right. There's a Vatican yeah. abortion clinic on every single corner <laughs> of that facility, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's you know, she picks and chooses so much, and she's like, she's like such a weird combination because she doesn't seem to follow anything in the Catholic Church whatsoever, Nothing. at least to my understanding no. of it. I I'm not Catholic, but I. But it's, I, that's not how I understand the faith. <laughs> Beyond that, though, like she's like basically publicly facing. She's like Tim Tebow. She's like the most religious person of all time. She's she's saying things like, "I my faith guides my public policy." That's something they used to beat up on George W. Bush for even suggesting was possible. Mm-hmm. And she just comes out constantly and is blaming every single little thing on her faith. Uh, like that's making all the decisions for her. It's such a strange place. I don't know if it's real, honestly. I mean, it's, um, not, it's, it's not. not. Thank you. <laughs> I do know if it's real and it's not. No, thank you. You're right. She never quite explains what it means. Like, what, what are these decisions she's making based on her faith? I'm not real clear on that. Because nobody ever follows up and says, well, tell me more about that. Yeah. She just kind of says it and then moves on. I mean, you can tell when she's, she goes back up to the mic. You can, like, you can see the hamster running uh, the, on the wheel that's turning in her head that she's just trying to come up with stuff just to tell this guy off. Kids and climate change and... Yeah, I don't know what really oh weird She moment. demonstrated in that moment everything that is bad with liberals and most Democrats today. She was arrogant. She started mm-hmm. pointing her mm-hmm. finger at, at James Rosen. And he's a great reporter, by the way. I know him well. Great question. She's pointing her finger at him. Then she goes down the road of liberal hypocrisy, which you raise the point, talking about a Catholic, and she's pro-choice and all this. I mean, Mm -hmm. everything that is wrong with what they're doing, she demonstrated in that one little clip of a question, (laughs) do you hate the president? She got sent over the edge on that question because, I hate to break the news Mm -hmm. to everybody, she hates this president. Mm. Of course. Yeah. Uh, she, and I also just That's cannot weird. watch her without thinking of the, uh, the mom on Arrested Development. <laughs> I, like, it's like I cannot get past it. And it's like I haven't watched the show in years. But it's like she, that's like her. Like she really is that like really disconnected, weird, like very like plasticky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, it, it's the same person. Yeah. Like a legitimately the same person. Sounds like a sexist attack on the Speaker of the House, but no. I can't uh, I can't watch her and not think of Paula Dent. All right, back in a minute. <laughs> be a good endorsement for her. <laughs> I mean, she needs to use a little more of it before. Oh she... yeah, but that you know the gap. Before we get back into the conversation, I want to tell you about NetSuite. So NetSuite by Oracle is uh, the world's number one cloud-based business management software suite. And Grant here is an entrepreneur, so he knows that if you don't know your numbers, how are you going to grow your business? It's impossible. You're absolutely lost. And if you don't know your numbers and you're away from the office, Mm -hmm. now you're really lost. And so... This connects you. Yeah, That's so your- that is exactly what NetSuite by Oracle does. Uh, as a business owner, you know, you're making a bunch of decisions every single day. Uh, without the numbers, you're blind. You have no idea. So what NetSuite does is they give you a full picture of all of your finances all in one place in real time from your phone or your desktop. As we just said, wherever you are in the world, you can access it. You can see your numbers. You don't have to have 10 different, uh, you know, programs running on your computer that you're trying to like, oh, wait, okay, so this is what my sales numbers are and this is what my finances are. No, don't do that. Use NetSuite by Oracle. Uh, NetSuite customers grow three times faster than the S&P 500. 
Yeah, so you can do that too. Uh, all you have to do is go to uh, netsuite.com slash why. You can schedule a free demo right now and you will receive their free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. I mean, if you like money, you should probably do this. netsuite.com slash why. Get your free demo and your free guide. netsuite.com slash why. It's free, all right? Okay. I don't know why I was wow, so angry. Very, I, was, <laughs> I was very hostile right there. Ordered, I apologize. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so Joe Biden, uh, I don't know what I don't know what to think of this particular story. Joe Biden was asked if he would consider uh, Kamala Harris, newly dropped out <laughs> candidate Kamala Harris as a running mate if he wins in the, the, the nomination. He said, of course I would consider it. He said, of course I would. Look, Senator Harris has the capacity to be anything she wants to be except president in 2020. (laughs) Um, He said, I mean it sincerely. I talked to her yesterday. She's solid. She could be president someday herself. She could be vice president. She could go on to be a Supreme Court justice. She could be attorney general. I mean, I don't know. She has enormous capability. I feel like that's just kind of how you answer the question. I don't know that he would seriously consider her. Um, the because, fact that he thought she could be all those things is proof Joe Biden should never be president. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because what? How else do you answer that question, right? Well, as, you can't as say a, no because right. you're voters. Exactly. Right? So you have to say I would consider it. Yeah. Um, you know, you certainly can't say no about a black woman uh, that uh, you know that you would not consider them because then it will be like Joe Biden will not consider a black woman right. to be vice president. Right. I feel like he threw in all of those other things like well, she could do this, she could yeah. do that, she could do this to kind of deflect from answering. She could work at Chile or Applebee's <laughs> or wherever. Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a situation where he's in a tough spot. I, I, you feel like because I think Kamala Harris's only good moment in this entire campaign, with the exception of her launch, which was pretty strong, um, was her taking an incredibly unfair shot against Joe Biden. Yeah. Right? Like, and it was a it was petty and it was cheap and uh, I don't. You know, why would he, of all the people, select her? She hasn't shown to be herself to be a a great campaigner. She hasn't shown the ability to step up at this level. You know, she's a triple-A player that had promise, came up, and and is hitting 187, is back in the minors. And so I don't know why you'd want to bring her up as your vice president. It it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And one of the other big strengths of hers was supposed to be fundraising. And she's dropping out because she can't raise enough money. So even that is kind of down the tubes. She's such a nice guy. (laughs) I I had her at single-A. I didn't have her at (laughs) triple-A. I mean, really, do you think, was he he just playing to the audience? Look, I've run for office. There's certain questions you're asked. You have no choice but to answer it one way and one way only. You have to say, of course I'll consider her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're just considering. Right, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he was serious at all. I think he was just trying to blow that question off. Why would he want her? And I don't know that she would want him. You know, I don't think that match works either way. She'd take it in a heartbeat. All she wants is power. That's, that is uh, absolutely Mm. true. I believe that 100%. In other uh, 2020 news, Pete Buttigieg. How do you say that? News? Nah. I'm teasing you. It's in the name of the show, too. Pete, <laughs> Pete Buttigieg. Uh, he is, he's not, he's not gay enough, I guess. Mm. He's, he uh, apparently, he volunteered for the homophobic Salvation Army. Out Magazine has now outed him, no pun intended, on his association with the Salvation Army. Uh, and, you know, everything is stupid and crazy because uh, Pete Buttigieg was just giving back to the community um, through a Christian-based organization, which he claims to be. And apparently 
That is not uh, not okay. Zach Ford, who is with Alliance for Justice, said, I know the photos are two years old, but still, I can't help but wonder if Mayor Pete just looks at what LGBTQ activists have been working on for years and then chooses to spite it, e.g. Salvation Army, Chick-fil-A, queer media in general, etc. Why is Pete Buttigieg not gay enough still? <laughs> it's a great question. You know, when you think about all the activities one can partake in in their entire lives, uh, being gay is one of the most anti-gay <laughs> activities you can be. Um, you know, if you, like, for example, if you've got like... It's true, it's a proven fact. If you've got to take the top three things to show that you're uh, not anti-gay, uh-huh. uh, kissing a man, if you're a man, would be one of them. <laughs> Having sex with a man would be another. And I would say the most, the most, the most clear proof that you are not anti-gay is to marry another man if you're a man. That's true. Like, it's not even something like you're not it's doing it behind the scenes. It's like, you are, I mean, that's really, you're, you're going so way on, out of your so way. Hold on, so hold on. <laughs> So working at the Salvation Army or eating at Chick-fil-A, those things, you're, you're right, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, like, you know, it, it's, it's almost secondary, right? Like, the fact that you're trying to come after Pete Buttigieg for being homophobic is so weird. Crazy. I mean, it's just weird. But secondarily, like... It, behind this is this assumption that you have to go through when talking about the story that the Salvation Army is anti-gay, which they are not. Right. They are not an anti-gay organization. There is no problem with this uh, at all. And, you know, look, I, we're not in the constant business of defending Democrats, but Buttigieg deserves to be de- defended from this. This is a ridiculous accusation. As usual, compl- it's completely unfair, but it does remind everybody, including Buttigieg, who is part of this, you'll never be woke enough. Mm-hmm. There's never a moment you get to the end of the road where the where there's a big woke parking lot and you pull in and you park. It never happens. The road is never ending. And you're never going to get to that point. You're never going to be able to please enough woke people to be woke enough. There's always someone more woke than you who's going to tell you how terrible of a person you are. Buttigieg engages in that behavior with others, and now he's the victim of it. There's a part of me, a dark part of me, that revels in that it. moment. And it is a, it's a nice, when liberals eat their own, as yes. Pat always says, it's it. kind of, a, it's, it's, it's enticing. But the other part of it is like, you need to realize that this is a culture you're creating yeah. and it's got a lot of problems. It's, it's, a, about a, it's a culture that he's created partially himself by sort of dividing like, this, this kind of Christian is right, this yeah. kind of Christian is wrong. He did it to Mike Pence. You see him doing it in his comments all the time. And so now he's kind of getting it. And you see the Democratic Party drawing this line more clearly that being Christian is incompatible with mm-hmm. their values. And so you see people like Pelosi or Buttigieg try to walk that line but increasingly activists aren't going to let them do that. Yeah. Oh, I just, I, Stu, Stu is too nice, like Grant said. I revel in <laughs> all of these people just attacking each other. I just love it. It makes me want to just take, that's why I drink every night. Mm. I just realized it. That's wow. why I drink every night. I have wine every night and I sit back and I just watch it all unfold and it makes me so happy. Maybe too happy, actually. That was really Before we go into overtime, yesterday we reported on a story about a pastor who lost his job for tweeting that gay pride events are harmful to children. We want to go ahead and clarify what actually happened, though the story we reported on alleged that the man who made these comments was in fact a pastor fired from his job. Uh, That was not accurate. Upon further digging, we found that the man was disciplined for his pride tweet at the school where he had a separate job as a caretaker and he made the decision to resign. We also showed a tweet from the username of someone who, although had written the same exact tweet about LGBT pride events, was not involved in this particular story. We regret the error and 
unlike the mainstream media, we will always own our mistakes <laughs> and endeavor to be as transparent as possible. God, if, if the media was fixing mistakes that small, they'd never get on any stories. It sounds <laughs> to me like the guy was forced out anyway. He was forced out from... Uh, from was, one of his jobs, I don't know. It seems like yeah. basically the same story. But I, I, I applaud you be, for taking responsibility. We're trying to be responsible here, which you know You've I never see it anywhere else. That's I have true. issues with uh, the the way that the article was worded when I read it. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's that's just me. Well, you're drinking wine every night, so how do you, yeah. do you know? <laughs> I don't even remember. Uh, let's be honest about it. I mean, we see what's Wait happening. Wait a second. <laughs> I, like I, I mean, it's, I just it wasn't me. I just it's a said huge problem, and uh, we've been trying to deal with it behind the scenes. Please help. Please help. Send comments Please. or Instagram, social media, whatever. <laughs> I'm fine. We've turned it this around on you is what the problem is. Nothing wrong with two glasses of wine what? at night. Is that Nothing. vodka? Oh, my gosh. No. That's vodka in that table. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. headline from the AP. Uh, you know, recently Donald Trump said, you know, we might have to take some uh, military action against North Korea. And he, of course, referred to Kim Jong-un as Rocket Man, which apparently really hurt his feelings because North Korea just announced today. <laughs> this is a real headline. <laughs> North Korea threatened Thursday to resume insults of U.S. President <laughs> Donald Trump and consider him a dotard if he keeps using provocative language such as referring to its leader as Rocket Man. This is a dangerous escalation. <laughs> like, they literally just threatened today to resume insults. That's awesome. They're not actually resuming insults. No, they're, they're threatening, threatening to resume insults. Donald yeah. Trump keeps calling names. He's going to call some names back. I mean, this is bizarre. Grant, explain it to well, me. Well, the real takeaway on this is that the Associated Press writes this up as a legitimate <laughs> story. That just goes to show you where the Associated Press stands. I mean, it, it did, it did uh, amuse me, though. <laughs> it, it did amuse me that, uh, nor- that that's, how f- that's how far North Korea has fallen. Do we know the, the dictionary definition of, of dotard? I know. I can look at You don't want to know. Oh, it's that, that rough, huh? <laughs> I, it's like if you're going to use a word to insult someone in another language, it should be a, a functional, operational word that people use. An old person, especially one who <laughs> has become weak or senile. Okay. Interesting. I, yeah. So Joe Biden... <laughs> yeah, if they, if they think Donald Trump is a donor, just wait Boy. until you see Joe Biden, Kim Jong-un. Really, really weird uh, story. But, you know, again... Remember, way back when, Kim Jong-un was actually threatening real things and trying to sound tough. Now they're like, Oh, this has been a freaking roller coaster ride. Yeah. And that's like the, you know, Trump was at first like saying, we're going to, you know, blow you up. And then it was like, now we're good friends. And now we're back to Rocket Man again. And and they are, they just kind of seem to follow whatever side we're on. I, I, I mean, look. Nobody's blown up yet. They haven't threat- fired any missiles at anyone. Uh, they just fired them into the sea. If we can keep that status quo for as long as possible, that's probably a good outcome. At a much lower pace than they were doing during the Barack Obama administration, yep. too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I this just in, uh, President Donald Trump was not invited to Kim Jong-un's birthday party. Oh, come oh, on. Yeah. That's that's way over the line. Yeah. You mean we're going to war? Or what's Do we take yeah. pictures while you're there? Are you going? Are you yeah, going? I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just book my hotel. <laughs> Uh, so, warmer temperatures wrought by climate change could put women at risk for giving birth 
early climate change once again. This is a crisis. We are at crisis level. And I love Stu's face right now. Wait, it's, uh, yeah, so listen, all right? I'm sorry. This is, all right, the scientists here are saying mm-hmm. the research uh, adds to existing knowledge on health complications tied to extreme temperatures. High air temperatures have been linked to heat stroke as well as higher pollen levels, which can trigger asthma. And so they found that in the U.S., the birth rate increased by 5% on days in which the temperature exceeded 90 degrees. And so they used that to uh, make their projections. Oh, my God. This is a terrible study. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're, they're like six steps into this already. <laughs> and estimated that heat exposure translated into 25,000 infants born earlier than predicted each year. Approximately, guys, this is a really big number. You're not going to believe this. Approximately 150,000 hours of lost gestational time. Yeah. Um, so I mean, geez, this is just desperate. The, the, it really the, is. The climate stuff is, is just get, it gets more and more. Isn't it amazing how it's responsible for literally every single terrible thing on Earth? <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Who knew? Wonderful world of We used to do a, a series called uh, another thing that they bl- that got blamed on global warming, and we'd have like a list of ten different things, and we did probably. 10 or 15 episodes of it and it would just be like little hits on like crazy stuff like more increased prostitution and like they'll blame anything anything on global warming it's the catch-all did you see um arnold schwarzenegger and john Kerry uh on one of the sunday shows talk about climate change Mm -hmm. again and they were going on that we can't talk about climate change we must talk about pollution and really, that's a big lie. And so now they're going to go down this road of pollution. Pollution, where you talk about particulate matter that was giving kids asthma. We had a problem here with, with the cement kilns in, in, around the Dallas area. That has been almost all eliminated. Yet John Kerry wants to just call it pollution then. Well, just call it that, he said. And he admitted on the Sunday show that that gets the attention of people if we tell them it's pollution not climate change. Well, I also loved uh, Anna Paulina, who was on with you guys on radio, a friend of the show. She's running for Congress in Florida. She was, I thought her answer was great on uh, climate. And she said, guys, we got to talk to China about this. Like, we're good. We're good here in the United States. We don't have control over what China is doing. Maybe we should talk to them about it instead of talking to ourselves about eliminating meat and somehow making cows stop farting and all of these other things that we're talking about. Well, it's a good thing that climate change activists have decided to stop having kids. It's no longer ethical. So they don't have to worry about this early lost uh, gestational hours. I fully, su- I fully support their Stop decision having to kids. do that. Yeah. I yeah. fully, fully support their decision to do yeah, that. Yeah, less re- reproduction from climate uh, activists is a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's Greta doing these days? Do we know? Uh, I think she's on a boat, isn't she? She's still, she's still on, on the boat. boat. I think, uh, <laughs> was, it, was it Pat that was saying that he thinks that... Uh, they just put her on. They want to put her on a boat because the parents don't want her to come home. <laughs> They're just like, just, <laughs> please, just leave her at sea. Let her just go around. Like, oh, no, no money for planes. Uh, take the long way. Take the way all the way around Africa to get home, honey. Um, it's a, uh, you know, look, it's a weird uh, situation. I mean, you know, they, they, they keep trying to do this thing. I mean, John Kerry is trying to get himself back in the news lately. He endorsed just Biden, endorsed Biden. Yeah, yeah. which was kind of a, I guess, a big endorsement for Joe. I don't think uh, he didn't win. No, no. Well, <laughs> Joe has never won either, so uh, yeah. yeah, he's only he's only uh, written on the coattails of, of Barack. Um, but yeah, no, I I don't think this this stuff. I feel like they just try to increase. There, you know, there's a famous quote from an environmentalist from you know now probably 15, 20 years ago. The, if we if we are honest, I'm paraphrasing. If we're honest about 
the hesitations we have, the uncertainty we'll have, people won't listen. We have to constantly increase the certainty and and the uh, the impact of these events to scare people into listening. That's a butchering of the quote, but this ex- I mean, I'm not I'm not exaggerating what the what the premise of it was. That's the exact sentiment of it. And like you can understand that, right? Like when you know you might say that when you have children, right? Like if your kids, uh, you know, if, if they're not doing what you say, you're going to take away their stuffed animals, and then you're going to take away their video games, and you're not going to let you. They're going to be grounded. Like you're constantly escalating things. To try to get them to do what you want, and that's the same thing. Climate people, these activists are trying to do with us. I know about this. Uh, you know, I worked in the mainstream media for almost twenty something years, and I was an investigative I'm reporter. Sorry. Have you ever seen? Well, I know I was a big regret in my life. <laughs> uh, at least towards the end, it was okay in the beginning, but mm. towards the end, certainly. Um, what they do during ratings month is sensationalize everything. If your kids drink the water coming out of the faucet at your house, they're going to die. And and this is what climate change activists have grasped onto. This sensationalistic nonsense that everyone's going to die. You know, I'm not a total naysayer of climate change, but I'm not a 100% believer either. Just, I haven't any proof that it's man-made. And to Paulina's point, it's not just China, it's India, yeah. you got Russia, yeah. you've yes. got other industrial nations far away from yes. us. Not us. That will have no effect, and we want to upend our economies mm-hmm. for something that we don't even know is man-made. And the other countries will not do anything about it. Yeah, I mean, we're basically the only uh, economy in world history to be able to lower our carbon emissions while having an increase in the economy. Um, we've done that over the past 10 years, uh, largely, and this is why they don't like the storyline, largely because we've, used, we've replaced one fossil fuel with the other fossil fuel. Natural gas has replaced coal largely, and that's mainly the reason for it. And we've had a major reduction in carbon emissions, you know, unlike many of the other countries, including China is the worst offender by far now. India is coming right behind them. You know, like the answer to this problem, if it is a problem, right? I mean, because I think you can argue about whether the science is right or not and what parts of it are right. But if it is a problem, the answer to it is technological solutions. It's, it's, it's eventually these carbon-free um, technologies will be really you know, well-priced. There's a guy here who works here who got the Tesla solar panels and, and, and batteries in his house. And, it, you know, it, it's like now there's government incentives that really bother me on that. But, I mean, generally speaking, like they've come up with real, you know, real improvements here. I mean, the, the, the price for kilowatt hour of solar has dropped by over 99 percent in the last wow. 15 or 20 years. So, I mean, it's, it's going to I think eventually it's going to happen. Um, you know, they always say that we're the doubters of science. Well, we're the ones with hope in science. We're the ones that people we believe that they're going to come up with something. And we've seen obviously nuclear is already solved the problem. These other ones are on the way. Eventually, this is not if it is a big problem, we're going to be able to solve it. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the climate change crisis, my man, Chris Pratt, was being uh, attacked by some other actors. Uh, He posed. He had the nerve, the gall to pose for a picture that he posted on Instagram. He was at the gym and he was using a single use plastic water bottle in his hand. I know. I will never see another one of his movies. <laughs> Sarah, can I just say something? I'd like to toast you. <laughs> whatever you got there in that. Cheers. Plastic that is. It's about nine pounds of plastic. And, and, oh, and by the way, just a, a little secret here on set. He does. He has these every day. Oh, yeah. Well, every day. I with mean, the I actually drink plastic. You know how bad that is for you? Uh, it's, it's so uh-oh. bad for you. That means you should not be uh-oh. drinking that. Uh-oh. No, let's diet. It's, it, it doesn't matter. The chemicals matter. and junk and oh. crap in there. Oh, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me down this road. 
we're going to be here on overtime for the next 45 minutes. You will bloat yourself. It doesn't matter if it has zero calories. Oh, brother. Oh, boy. Uh, well, a plastic straw? Oh, and look at the size. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that is, that I mean, is a lot of plastic waste right there. Oh, I love it. So, uh, fellow actor Jason, how do you say his last name? Mo- Momoa? Jason Momoa? Aquaman. Have a sip. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> Jason Momoa, uh, Aquaman, who, by the way, every woman apparently seems to think he's like the hottest guy ever. He's not. He's was he, he looks Aqu- like Wolfman. Yeah, Aquaman. I think he yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, he was Aquaman. Which is like, I mean, I watched part Terrible of that. Movie. It, it looked like it the, one of the worst movies. Oh, I, I didn't even have any interest in seeing yeah. it. It Single really looked terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so he posted a comment. He said. Bro, I love you, but WTF on the water bottle. No single-use plastic. Come on. And then, of course, Pris Pris Pratt. Pris Pratt. Pris Pratt. Uh, apologized and responded. He apologized. He apologized. Oh my God! What a loser! He said, "Aquaman, you're completely right. Dang it." I always carry my big gallon reuse, big gallon size reusable water jug with me too. I even had it that day. Love you too, buddy. My bad. I don't want your home of Atlanta's covered in plastic. Hear that, kids? Reduce, reuse, recycle. Stop uh, it. How do you know he didn't reuse don't that bottle? Don't change model. yourself for them. You're that. perfect the way you are. Yeah, I, actually, I did. I, this is the second time I filled this up today. <laughs> Look, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's eco-friendly right there. It's, it's, it's absolutely a, disgusting. In a way, it's a double, <laughs> a dual, a, two, twice use. Why can't I think of the word that would, single use, double use. Double, double use. use is a double use, is a double gulp. Mm-hmm. And I double used it. In a way, it's a four. You I are four times. You are defeating use. climate change right now. Mm-hmm. As you drink that, you're defeating mm-hmm. climate change. Quadruple use. Is it a problem that I'm more concerned about him drinking that <laughs> garbage than I am about China using coal? Yes. If there was one thing that Stu is super passionate about. Yes, I really don't care about anything else other than diet soda. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an aficionado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like aspartame and saccharin. I love aspartame. All I love of- saccharin. I love Splenda. They're miracles of modern science. I Here's love what, I got a stevia. Try stevia. I've tried stevia. I love stevia. It's, Does it, have it's you had the good, stevia drink? Oh, yes, I love of course. Stevia. Stevia's, it's okay. It's not as good as the real stuff, the real aspartame. Why can I not find the poll? There it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. <laughs> poll question. Do you drink diet soda? I'm just kidding. That's the question. Uh, yes. Let's see. Who? What's and what's you? The by the one? way, you look like oh. a tough guy. Do that again. You would do guys straws and sodas. <laughs> I mean, this is the guy I want to go into battle with. <laughs> no one has recommended you go into battle with me. I have never recommended that. I do not. It's not a good idea. Yesterday's poll question was whether or not you were tuning like into really the impeachment them. hearings. Uh, let's see. I don't have it on my card. Eighty-nine percent of you said no because you love yourself and you respect yourself <laughs> enough to not watch 11% of you. We're going to need to we're going to need to teach you some self-care. We're going to need to teach you some self-care because you thought that it would be a good idea to watch the impeachment hearings even though it's not your job. Or you just wanted to annoy Sarah, which good for you. <laughs> Shut up. Always a good instinct. All right, today's poll who will be the next 2020 Democrat to drop out now that Kamala is done. Here are your options. Are you ready, guys? Mm-hmm. Cory Booker, Amy Klobuchar, Julian Castro. What are you doing? I'm trying to get it as high as I can. I can't get it to stand. Julian Castro or Marianne Williamson. Uh, you weren't even listening. You weren't even listening. Uh, Cory Booker, Amy Klobuchar, Julian Castro, Marianne Williamson. I think uh, Klobuchar's in. She's already in the next debate. She's in. She's so in. she's well, not so going. So was Kamala, and she dropped. It's true. Um, but I think Klobuchar hasn't had her moment yet. 
You know, it's, it's one thing to have a moment and fail than yeah. to never have a moment. I think both Booker and Klobuchar are in their minds. are They're just waiting for their big moment mm-hmm. to take advantage. Marianne Williamson, I mean, she's not really even, is she even running I at this forgot. point? Yeah. I, I didn't really I know, I know. It's as offensive to you as it is bashing aspartame to me. So, um, but uh, I don't know who's the other one. Cast- Castro. Castro is he's probably, probably it's probably my. He's trying and he's not getting. He's trying. Time, he so. just uh, Michael Bloomberg sent- like immediately went ahead of him yeah. as soon as he announced. Many That's millions. embarrassing. Um, he sent a. Uh, I just like talking through the straw. He sent a. Uh, he sent a uh, another uh, pathetic. My like- husband is in the control room dying inside because of this. Good shot, there, director. Um, no. Uh, Castro sent another email to his uh, followers and was like, hey, we really need you to donate. If we were, we're getting close to 200,000 donors and we can get in this debate, but we're not going to do it unless we keep this pace. And like, he's begging them uh, to help. I think, he, you know, he's already missed it one. I think he's probably the next one of, that, of those four, but you know, who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, let us know what you think. Who will be the next Democratic candidate to drop out? You can go to the Blaze's Twitter. <laughs> at the Blaze. Okay, well, wait. <laughs> <laughs> that looks really funny. <laughs> That's it from us. I promise this isn't vodka in my water bottle. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.